0: Podmoth.
1: Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal, Tonight, we bring you a terrifying tale written by Tilson Mullally, A Thing of the Woods. Tonight's production stars Joey Chan and Miranda Lenore.
2: I'm Abby, the host of Portal 8 Podcast, a pop culture and Bachelor franchise recap show where we also dive in to mysterious topics like ghosts, aliens, and anything paranormal. Have you been sucked in through the Bachelor franchise portal and can't escape? I have too. Tune in every Tuesday for my take on the latest in pop culture news, Bachelor Nation tea, and of course, recaps. Or maybe you're more into the spooky stuff. Join me and my guests every Thursday as we chat all things paranormal from ghosts, to cryptids to astrology and aliens we cover it all you can find the show on all major podcast platforms like apple podcasts spotify google and more be sure to subscribe rate and review and follow us on instagram at portal Podcasts and twitter at portal a podcast to stay in the loop we can't wait for you to join us through the portal
0: Boy. Hello there, stranger. Quite a night you've chosen to go trodding around these woods, here. Yeah? It is a dangerous thing to be doing. Come. There by the fire. Warm yourself. It is a little small, but... I don't have much wood. Stew should be ready here for long, though. Let you have a taste. Deserve it after traipsing around here. Why? Know what lives in these air woods, boy. Well I'll tell ya. Hopefully it'll be an end to your wandering days. It was years ago it was. Me and Bricker, a young neighbor, had gone out on a hunting trip. Not fruitful. We were heading on back until night and a damned blizzard descended on us. Erika! Hurry up, would you? You ought to have been home two hours ago.
1: As I recall, dear friend, I wasn't the one who suggested stroke. <sighs> Must have taken a wrong turn in the blizzard. Bah! Curse is damn trudging. Valaine, I vote we make camp for the
0: night. It's terrible cold. No, you fool. Is it smart to take shelter in these woods? Awful the things stuck these trees.
1: Ah, you and your tails. Nothing out here but squirrels and deer.
0: They're not tails, boy. Now keep moving. We've got maybe three miles more until we reach home. So let's finish it tomorrow. Wouldn't a nice fire be good in your old bones? What would be good on my old bones is my own bed. Now let's move on, quickly. Fine, fine.
1: Stubborn as sin you are. Nothing to show for this hunting trip. Fiona's probably worried for me half to death, and when we come back with no meat- Wait a minute, what's that? What's what? i light up the road there. Looks like a candle in the window.
0: I can hardly see the damn road in this mess, let alone a light. Your eyes are deceiving you, boy. I think not. Look! It's a home!
1: Look, Verlaine! The sign here, it's an inn! Aye, so it is. Let's head in. What? Why? Why? Stay the night, of course. I've got some coin. I'm sure they have a
0: fire. No. Then why not? I've told you already. These woods are not safe. We must continue on home. Ah, enough.
1: Your stories will not deprive me of a night's warm rest for Lane. Come on, don't. But I'm sleeping here tonight. Fine. Lead the way. That's the spirit. Say, what do you call these? These little white flowers. I don't know, I've not a garden. Flowers in winter. Strange. What an enchanting smell.
0: We trudged over the unshoveled path up to the heavy oak door of the inn. Bricker. With some effort. We it open and we stumbled into the shabby lobby. It was dim, lit only by a tiny fire in the earth. Not much more than embers. Around the room were vases filled with the same white flowers that lined the building outside. Despite their fragrance, one could get the smallest hint of something. Rotten, below the waves of sweetness. As we took in our surroundings, we were startled by a woman. Who emerged from the shadows behind the front desk?
2: May I help you?
0: She was an enigma. By the young and old, her pallid skin seemed stretched over her bones. She wore a ragged bonnet tied tight, tight over her scalp, and from it hung a single lock of greasy black hair that curled over her forehead. The smell of rot seemed to grow stronger as she appeared, but if Bricker noticed, he did not let on.
1: Yes, uh, we'd like a room for the night, please.
2: Excellent. I have just the one.
1: Lovely. This should cover it.
2: Yes, that should cover it.
1: Is There any dinner available.
2: I believe there is some stew in the back. Please warm yourselves. Join your friend by the fire. I'll bring two bowls.
1: Excellent, thank you. Oh, Uh, miss, what are these flowers you have here?
2: Jacqueline pastilles. They're lovely, no?
1: They're beautiful. Ah, see, Verlaine? This isn't so bad. (laughs) smells of rot. We should leave now. Nonsense. All I smell is those flowers. Lovely, but but a bit strong. You don't smell. I smell nothing but flowers, Verlaine. Quit with your paranoia now. I suppose I'm just tired. As am I. Let's assume we have two warm beds, and even sooner, two bowls of hot stew. I suppose that sounds nice. That's the spirit. Now on the trail, you mentioned the things that stalk these woods. It's a cold winter night, we've got a fire, and soon we'll have dinner. How about the story?
0: <laughs> so now you want to hear the old man and his tales. Of course. What's the point? You'd not believe me? It'd be a wasted lesson on you.
1: Come now, Verlaine. What else have we to do? You wanted me to listen? Well, I'm here. Tell me.
0: Fine. You want to hear, I'll tell you. But heed my words, boy. This is not just a story. It's fact. When I was a boy, your father and me would off to come hunting up here we had a cabin my father just on the edge of the tree line and in the winter of my 14th year he brought me we'd walked a long ways into the woods that day searching for deer and found nothing so as dusk settled down over us we began to head back the air had been cold that day our breaths leading us wherever we went as we reached the last half mile of the trail to the cabin the temperature dropped even further the wind began to whistle low and mean and the air that had once only nibbled at my nose now began to snap and bite at it we kept on but as we neared our safe haven a man appeared on our path he limped along movements jerky and uneven he saw us and he cried out for help his voice as unstable as his movements. I asked my father if he saw him, but he shushed me. I protested, but his sharp and desperate gaze silenced me. Do not speak, he told me. Ignore that man. He does not need our help. Let us get to the cabin. And so we passed him. As we reached the cabin on the tree line, I looked back only once, right as father shut the door. The man stood amongst the trees, silent and staring. His eyes seemed to glow golden in the darkness. And then the door shut, and he was gone. I asked father only once what he was. It was that night as he sat cleaning his gun on his bed under the kerosene. That was no man, he said. It's nothing that belongs on the mortal coil. Its very presence will freeze your blood with a true form too terrible to describe. It makes pretend in the form of its victims, taking their skin and masquerading to lure prey. It is an unnatural thing. A thing of the cold. A thing of the woods. I eat in my father's words. From that night on I never stayed past dark in these trees. Until tonight, which is why we should leave Bricker. This place is no place for us.
1: Oh, come now, Verlaine. You don't think I could be scared by a fairy tale, do you?
0: Tis no fairy
1: tale, boy. Sure, Verlaine, sure. Whatever you call it, it was a wonderful story. I nearly believed you. You should write that down. Send it to the paper. My, that fire is low. Let me just...
2: Do not add to the blaze. Please.
1: Blaze? It's hardly embers.
2: We are trying to conserve our wood. Please do not waste it. Here you are. Dinner is served. I must retire now your room is up the stairs second door on the right good night
1: strange woman isn't she i was just trying to warm this place up hey what the stew look
0: looks like uncut vegetables in brown water
1: mm. ah it's
0: cold too so much for dinner has that woman ever made a stew before? Should we be going now? Home is not far, after all.
1: Nonsense. Bad food and your own story have riled you up again, old man. Come, let us proceed to our room. Good night's sleep and you will be right as rain.
0: And so we went to bed. As we entered our room, the smell of the flowers pervaded our nostrils. Two vases of them sat in the sparsely furnished quarters. Convinced I would not sleep with them, I whisked them to the hallway, shutting the door on their stench. As I turned, Brooker had already taken the bed near the door, settling under the covers, and leaving me with the one below the window, its pane painted with frost and snow. Too tired to argue, I plopped my old frame in the bed, falling asleep in minutes despite anxiety weighing on my mind. Perhaps Bricker was right. Perhaps I was just a paranoid old man.
2: Memento Mori, an object serving as a warning or reminder of death. Death is inevitable, but how it happens can be tragically unfair. It can be dark, cruel, hateful, or just plain bizarre. I'm Megan, and I'll be your guide through these stories of chaos and devastation. Come listen as we dive into all types of true crime cases and learn about the evil that lurks among us as well as the victims that deserved none of it. Join me every Monday for a missing person mini-sode, and every Thursday for a regular episode. You can go to MementoMoriPod.com for more information. Monsters are real, and they look like people.
0: Bricker, Bricker, do you smell that? Bricka, wake up! Bricker, there's something outside the window. <sighs> Damn you. What is this? In the fresh, sparkling snow that coated the roof outside of the window was a handprint. It looked nearly human, but the fingers were long and jointed. Like spiders legs. The flakes were coming heavy, yet it had hardly been touched. Whatever had been there, had been there only a moment ago. Bricka! Bricka, come quick! Yeah, leave me be. Outside my window, Bricka, look!
1: I don't care if the Lord himself is outside your window, Valaine. Now
0: leave me be. Don't you smell the rot? We must leave now! Oh, mm. Ah, you young fool. Fine, stay. Damn it. It's dark in here. Where's that matchbook? Ah.
2: <gasps> Going somewhere, sir?
0: She stood nose to nose with me, the smell of rot and an ice cold chill wafting off of her as though she'd just left the crypt. Her skin seemed so strained against her bones it looked as though it might grip. So she smiled wide, and her teeth were yellow and rusted and razor like.
2: is isn't safe to wander these woods at night, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she blew out me match and I ran bursting through the heavy oak door as though it were nothing I stumbled through the trees until dawn always feeling as though she it were right on my tail I finally made it home noon the next day collapsing in town square Bricker weren't so lucky Never saw the boy again. But That was years ago. And you're here now with me beside the fire. <laughs> uh, I know it's small, but I haven't got any more wood I'm trying to conserve. Here. The stew's done. Have a taste, huh? Sorry for the vegetables. I didn't have me knife, so they're whole. What's that? Oh, it's cold. <laughs> Well, that's too bad. Looks like I'll have to find something else to eat.
1: Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at TheLostSignal1, and Instagram at the Lost Signal Podcast. Also follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you, and good night.